a real frontline patriot brings you his one-of-a-kind perspective on freedom versus tyranny. This is the world premiere of the Political Prisoner Podcast, powered by Gateway Pundit. Now, live from solitary confinement, here's your host, January Sixer, Jake Lang. Hello, my beloved American brothers and sisters. It's me. I'm back. We're on fire and rocking and rolling. I'm so grateful to have you all joining me on the Political Prisoner Podcast. Um, so just floored with the response from our first podcast episode with Mickey. Um, you guys are the best, and I'm so grateful to have you tune in and listen to me. It's uh, it's truly an honor and um, a privilege to have your audience. So without further ado, we are jam-packed today. Um, we've got an amazing guest, uh, one of my brother. I mean, he's an awesome patriot. He runs the um, Conservative Daily podcast. His name's Joe Oatman. He'll be joining us in about 20 minutes. Um, he's just a rock star, Gen 6 supporter, and brave conservative um, voice in, in the dark. So we have uh, a few different topics we're going to be covering. I'm trying not to follow the mainstream news media and just rant on about Mar-a-Lago for hours like all the other radio show hosts I've been hearing lately do. So I want to talk about um, American recovery today and uh, how we can get back to uh, where our founding fathers, they, they destined this country to be and um, the, the root and the rock of our country, which is God. So I, I prepared a writing. I write a lot. Um, a lot of people receive my, my daily Psalms of Christ, and um, I write a lot about God and about our country. And um, You can check those out on my website, libertycentric.com. Uh, slash Jake Lang. That's where I post a lot of my writings. But here's one of my writings I recently wrote titled Recovery. Um, So here we go. From where does the glorious cause of restoring American liberty stem from? From what tree of life can our republic lean on to once again bear the fruits of true freedom? If the answer is not but the one true living God and his son Jesus, then you've also seen rain from a clear sky. Count us not yet lost, my Lord, for we have located the medicine. Now we must muster the courage to drink in Christ and his liberating spirit. Lord, we have a limp in our core that sprains the base unit of your kingdom. God, contrary to your order, the environment has subdued your man. He has lost control of his family to lesser works of derision. Wicked spirits have eroded his heart to apathy and disengaged him from the dominion of his community. This grave danger has grown into a mass hysteria of subversion and perversion. The brave man with the spirit of Christ dwelling in him bodily is all but disappeared from America. He is endangered species of faith. Lord, raise him up from the ashes. Call him a new name. Call him bold and blessed, never scorned and pitiful. He needs your blood-soaked son. Come, my fellow brothers, ride the waves of toil and shrink not at a new generation with the destiny of liberty. Ride with me, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Ride with me. Amen. So, you know, I think that this is the most important, and and thank you for listening to my writing. I appreciate that. Um, I think this is the most important topic that anyone can ever cover is how to mix the spiritual and the physical in the proper way. How do we run our country um, properly by drawing in the spirit of God and our politicians, our police forces, our colleges, our children's educations. I mean, God needs to be the rock and center of all of these different institutions and more importantly, in the center of you as an individual man or woman and from that stemming out to your family, then your local community, then your county and up the ladder. But it all starts inside each one of us, um, repenting and seeking Christ who will give us that spirit of uh, championship and victory. Um, so we're, we're blessed, and we're going to focus on that today. So I've got a bunch of different news headlines. We're going to go over um, stuff that's been happening in the news lately um, that kind of is contrary to God's plan for us and um, what you would see from a country that has God at the center. Um, we've got, uh, I mean so many different uh, violent attacks happening across the country from these uh, 
liberal democratic run cities um you know and, and we can see it's a pattern from all across in new york and chicago i mean the death the deaths that are happening there from violence um it, it just shows like a complete lack of uh centeredness on god that you know when people strike out and hurt their neighbors um they're obviously disrespecting the the, the first commandment the, the the true commandment that christ gave us uh to love god and love your neighbor i mean it all stems from that so if uh we're living in cities that are just war-torn and filled with uh, people attacking one another, then we're, we're, we're so far from where God wants us to be. Um, so what do we have? In uh, 2021, um, this is a shocking statistic, there was over 3,500 shootings and 800-plus murders in Chicago. Um, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, you, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're... you're um, a crackpot leader. Um, you're you're a de facto leader. You're not a real leader. You're um, you're selling your whole entire community short uh, for political gains. And um, God God would not have you to lead. Um, you're a tyrant, and you're leading your community into derision and into strife. Um, how do we how do we come against things like this? I mean, most of us don't live in Chicago. Most of us who are listening to this podcast are probably rural-based people. I mean, there may be some city-dwelling folks like I used to be. I was a New York City uh, city slicker, but how do we help out the city? Um, how do we shine the light from some of our small-town communities over into the cities? Uh, we need to focus on how to help out these people and to go um, in and have ministry and uh, and help proper politicians that are God-fearing men and women be elected into these offices. Um, so we need to campaign alongside of uh, New York City mayors, Chicago mayors, governors that are going to uh, support their cities instead of um, leaving them uh, to total just, I mean, duress. They're under duress. Our cities are under duress in America. And I love New York City. It is my my home and my heart. Um, I'm from upstate New York, but New York City is what shaped me um, and, and built me into the man I am today. And uh, I, I'm so disgusted with the last two years, or three years now, um, after the Cuomo virus swept through my city and, and seeing the murder rate skyrocket in, in America, um, in New York City especially. And, um, you know, I, I think that we shouldn't be abandoning the, the most war-torn places. We shouldn't be uh, casting them off. You know, God would have us to be bold and to, to venture into these places and to share with them um, the spirit that we have in our communities and to teach, to do ministry, to do uh, volunteering, to help our political candidates that would be solid for those areas to get elected. I'm sorry if uh, there's a bunch of background noise. I am in prison, so please bear with me. Um, this is just one of those episodes that's not going to be as smooth uh, because people are yelling. Anyway, um, you know, we have uh, we have a big, big calling from God uh, to, to not abandon the world um, because the people live in the world. I mean, we're not supposed to be of the world, but we're supposed to help the people who are stuck, the, the most hurt, the most... Uh, the people have the least chance of knowing Christ is who we should be going and ministering to. Um, Christ didn't come to save the, the, the good and the holy and the pure and the people who have the best chance of uh, making it into a, a good godly lifestyle. He came to save uh, the least of these in the prisons, in the inner cities, in the hospitals, um, in the gangs, in the drug-infested dens. Uh, that's where we need to be focusing our ministries and our power of uh, our healing power that Christ gives us. So, um, what else? We've got more uh, news headlines here. I'm searching through all my notes uh, for some stuff that, uh, I mean, it's, it's just so much. There's so much wrong in America, but I don't like to focus always on uh, what's bad. Let's mix in uh, what's good. I read this story in the New York Post. Um, so, there's this beautiful young couple. Uh, they're getting married in Brazil. They're deeply, madly in love, and their wedding is all picturesque. The whole family's there joined together, and in strolls in this uh, stray dog. He's tired and panting. It's super hot in Brazil. And he decides, uh, I'm going to take a nap right on the dais there uh, where the priest is saying the nuptials. 
and um, it is the cutest photo, and um, people are just, you know, they're raving about this dog online, and uh, the wife uh, has since said, uh, without a doubt, he was sent by God to us, because they recently just adopted this dog and took him into their family. Um, he's become a beloved member of the family. His name is Carmelo de Jesus. Um, the pictures that I saw in the New York Post are just they're heartwarming, and we need things to give us uh, warm hearts in, in the state of this country and the state of this world right now. So go check him out. He's got like 16K followers on Instagram now, this famous little pup, um, Carmelo de Jesus. He'll warm your heart, and uh, God sent uh, that little puppy to be a member of their family right from the beginning of their marriage. And, um, you know, I, I I was inspired and enlightened by that, so hope that does for you guys too. All right, back to the complaining and whining about all of the Democrat policies and um, ridiculous tyranny from the federal government that we live underneath. Um, we're going to talk about our uh, buddy, uh, United States Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland. He's um, he's a quack. He's uh, There's a reason why he's not on the Supreme Court, because he wasn't qualified. He's not qualified to lead. And he had the audacity recently to talk about, uh, quote, the integrity of the FBI and Justice Department is unfairly under attack, um, end quote. And so if you heard our last episode, I went over six huge um, just I mean, fallacies, uh, conundrums, calamities that the FBI had their hand in. And recently I was thinking that there's even more. I mean, they um, also recently just accosted um, Congressman Scott Perry, he was uh, near the Capitol, and they uh, they tracked him down um, like a dog and stole his phone from him. I mean, this was like back alley armed robbery to a sitting U.S. congressman um, in connection to his uh, patriotic support of Jan Sixers and, and trying to be a, a real patriot um, on January 6th and send the, the vote back to the states, um, state legislators. They're now accosting him, our sitting U.S. congressman, Congressmen, former presidents, um, our media leaders. I remember just a few months ago, um, our buddies over there at Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. He was he had his office raided by the FBI. I mean, these people are tyrants, and they have no cooth. They don't understand how to operate uh, properly inside a constitutional republic. They will terrorize and intimidate and uh, kick your door down if you have any. Uh, stance against the mainstream news media narrative that our government is bright, beautiful, and has our best interests at heart. Um, you know, even though they're they're constantly destroying our country and meddling in private companies and uh, destroying industry and driving up prices and um, locking us down and taking away our civil liberties. But none of that matters. Uh, you have to believe uh, the mainstream news media, or else they will come and raid your media company. I mean, a free an independent news media company, a great patriotic news media company, Project Veritas. They do some of the most pure and sincere investigative journalism, and uh, they're not even uh, free from the long arm of the federal government deep state tyranny. So I was just thinking about those the other day. and um, I mean, these people, they're, they're, to they're sullying and tarnishing any reputation they had left, and um, they should not even be considered a legitimate political institution or governmental institution anymore. They are they're rogue, they're wicked, and they've uh, they've grown grown into a monstrosity abuse of power, um, terrorizing American citizens across the country. And uh, me and my father Ned Lang, we're going to be putting out a new documentary on um, the FBI raids and all of their. Uh, misuses and their malfeasance that they've been up to the last few years, um, and we'll be exposing them very soon. And uh, our last documentary got nearly a million views on Rumble. It's like the number one video ever viewed on Rumble on j6truth.org. That was uh, exposing the truth of January 6th. That is definitely worth your 40-minute watch. Um, snuggle up with a, with a cup of tea and uh, get ready to have your mind blown on that one, j6truth.org. Um, and so we're so successful and had so much support from patriots across the country with that last documentary. We're doing another one. Um, so stay tuned for that. I want to try to segue here into more um, armed federal agencies coming to harass you and deprive you of your liberty. We recently just heard of this uh, 
explosive growth of the IRS, um, a true enemy of libertarians, people that believe taxation is theft across the country. The IRS um, is now 170,000 agents strong with this uh, new 87,000 um, that just joined with the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. I have no idea how those two, and th two things coincide, inflation reduction and IRS tax gathering, but in a Democrat uh, mind frame, um, they do. So, Also, in Epic Times, these IRS agents uh, was reported they have over 7 million rounds stockpiled. Why would a federal uh, government agency that also um, there is a USC uh, code, um, federal law, that talks about any uh, federal agent that is there for uh, income tax collection purposes. It is illegal for them to carry a uh, firearm. And, uh, you know, we have, I mean, they're not even following their own rules, which are, you know, ridiculous anyway. How many, I mean, how much the USC and the United States law code is just, I mean, overbearing and ridiculous in some points, but they don't even follow it. Um, you know, these prosecutors, they go and they charge, you know, me with 13 different felonies and stuff like that, all kinds of, you know, uh, parading and picketing in a U.S. government building. I mean, I thought that that was enshrined in our Constitution, but anyway, their own load laws and codes, they don't even follow. Um, but why do they have 7 million rounds? Who do they plan on using these rounds against? Um, you, you, the American people, the conservative, the patriot, the constitutionalist, they plan on harassing you with that and possibly uh, forcing you at gunpoint to pay up uh, to their ridiculous uh, overspending and uh, their ESG economic or uh, environmental, social, equity governance um, scheme that is, uh, I mean, it's got New World Order written all over it. Um, they'll force you at gunpoint basically to pay up or they'll throw you in a, a prison like me. Um, so we've got the IRS abusing power, we've got the FBI abusing power, um, the federal prosecutors uh, are abusing their power. We've got this, uh, this horrible situation here. One of my brothers in arms, um, former police sergeant Thomas Robertson, the federal prosecutor seeking eight years for this, uh, this red-blooded American man of service to our country, a good cop, um, a local cop, one of the sheriff's kind of guys that will come get your cat out of a tree, not... Uh, radicalized uh, FBI or the uh, the Capitol Police who uh, murdered four citizens on the steps of our own Capitol January 6, 2021. No, but one of the good guys, um, they're about to try to put him away for, for a decade. For what? For standing up for his Constitution in the face of a socialistic uh, coup that is um, autocratic and authoritarian, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And their ilk are um, they're the enemy of the people. And um, they're true tyrants, and they want to take your guns, and they want to lock down the country and drive us into economic and social depravity and madness. Um, so if you dare stand up against them unarmed in a peaceful protest and are accosted and assaulted and brutalized and maimed and murdered by the police, you will uh, be at risk of spending eight years behind bars. My plea deal, um, my sweet, you know, uh, slap on the wrist like the Antifa domestic terrorist, you know, who got, you know, a little fine, a little uh, appear, desk ticket to appear for um, disorderly conduct or maybe, uh, you know, um, not obey, failure to obey a police order or something like that. Um, but no, but my uh, plea deal is nine years, 108 months. Um, that's the sweetest they could offer me for saving two lives at the Capitol that day. Um, it's just ridiculous. These federal prosecutors, they are drunk with power and they're trying to make a career and name for themselves through January 6th. And it is, uh, it's abhorrent, it's disgusting, and they should be disbarred and uh, ridiculed um, for their ungodly and untoward actions towards good-hearted, strong American people who care about their constitution and their country. Um, you know, we have a two-tier political justice system in this country. It is no longer a secret. Uh, we see so many different evidences of that. As I just mentioned, uh, um, 2020 uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots—they ripped off the veal of um, the, the behind the scenes of what the government uh, is trying to do. They're trying to sow civil unrest from one side who doesn't have American ideals. They don't, you know, these uh, 
progressive, uh, socialist, radicalized people, they don't have the same ideals that the patriots do. So when they, you know, uh, declare a chop zone in, um, you know, their their cities and they literally do literal insurrection, taking over entire blocks of cities, burning down federal courthouses, throwing Molotov cocktails at police cars, um, murdering dozens of uh, innocent bystanders and, and uh, store owners and killing plenty of cops. I, I can't remember the exact number, but I believe it is over 10 that were murdered um, in the 2020 riots and dozens and dozens of innocent bystanders and billions of dollars in damage. If you were part of that and you were rioting because you want um, to create a socialist uh, authoritarian nightmare in America and you're all about... Um, you know, racial justice and all of these lies that the, the leftist media will scream at you. You are, you have the closest clear for you. You have no need to worry about the FBI raiding you or uh, threatening you with decades in prison. Um, you know, if I, if I blow trial, um, God forbid, uh, everything that is holy and pure and good, God forbid, um, I blow trial and, and lose, um, they're, they're going to try to hang me um, outside the steps of the White House um, for decades and uh, set me up as an example for why you uh, have to listen to your, your masters and uh, refuse to um, ever ever go against the government that uh, is tyrannical, you know, like our founding fathers did to establish this beautiful nation. Um, so these riots, you know, we, there's this one poignant example um, that is just out of, it blows my mind. Um, you know, these happened during the Trump administration, and there's these two lawyers from New York, um, socialists, uh, open, openly exhorting their socialist beliefs, and they firebombed a police van um, in the middle of a busy street. Uh, I mean, they got charged with a terroristic enhancement on arson and, um, and uh, civil unrest and plenty of uh, real domestic terrorist um, kind of charges. And their uh, federal prosecutor and their guidelines underneath the Trump administration properly were, um, were a decade. They, they had a decade uh, plea deal set up that they were going to spend in prison um, for doing this for no reason, um, you know, other than to, to, you know, become absolute animals in the streets. And then the Biden regime took over. And, you know, they protect their own. They're, if you're a Democrat or a progressive or an insane socialist, um, you've got you've got buddies on the in the White House and on the inside. And so the Biden DOJ came back at these two lawyers in New York and they offered them a plea deal of one and a half years, eighteen months, um, compared to a decade that they were just they signed the plea deal. They accepted responsibility for their domestic insurrection terrorist uh I mean, disgusting behavior. And then the Biden DOJ swooped in and saved them, um, you know, with this sweetheart deal. But you'll never see any kind of uh, deal or leniency or light, um, light sentencing on any conservative uh, in the country. So we're, ba we're battling a true evil here that is um, it's, it's punishing those that are good, and it is raising up and, and uh, creating an idol out of those who are bad. You know, you got uh, Maxine Waters, you know, cheering on all of these uh, domestic terrorists out there in the streets um, who are ranting and raving um, about racial justice, which, uh, you know, if you just look at the numbers, uh, the numbers don't lie. I mean, there was uh, over 400 white people murdered, unarmed white people murdered by the cops in 2020, and there was about 250 um, black. And I hate police brutality as much as the next guy, but um, the numbers just don't you know, add up to uh, what they're what they're claiming and in, in, in their race riots that they're fomenting the left. And um, they, they won't. You'll never hear those statistics on CNN. You'll never hear the truth out of MSNBC because they don't want the truth. They want to control you using your emotions, and they want to sway political power into their wheelhouse so they can raise money and control you and put in draconian lockdown measures and. Uh, you know, just lead people based on uh, their emotions. So you'll never hear that um, that truth coming from the left. So I want to talk all about all these subjects, Jan 6, race riots, uh, 2020, civil unrest, and stuff with my guest, uh, 
the illustrious and super patriotic Joe Oatman. Uh, without further ado, let's bring him on. We're bringing on our illustrious guest here, Joe Oatman, host of the Conservative Daily Podcast, a great friend of mine and a supporter of January Sixers and Patriots everywhere. Um, Joe, without further ado, man, how are you doing today, brother? I've been great. I've been great. I mean, I would ask you how you're doing, but I know how you're doing. You get a couple hours outside of your cell, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's always good to talk to you. Yeah, we use these hours to uh, stand united, and um, we're doing amazing things with your help and with so many great people's help that God supplied for us. And, uh, you know, the, the force is uniting here. I mean, this is a uniting factor. As they persecute us, we just stand stronger and get uh, closer together and, um, it's just a blessing that we have this community and connection that we're forging through this persecution. Um, so, yeah, I was on your podcast there yesterday, actually, and uh, we had such an amazing time in the spirit with uh, your brother there, Apollo. Um, Shout-outs to him and his prayer for us at the end. And, you know, you asked me um, a question, uh, you know, are we winning? And I wanted to reiterate that for our audience and get your opinion on that Um you know, are we winning with all this militarization of uh, federal agencies against Americans, with uh, all of the crapshoot policies that Joe Biden's pushing out with the, uh, you know, Democrat majorities? I mean, are we winning? What's up, brother? Well, I think I, you know, so we, we, you know, I see things a little bit differently because I, I, you know, I have to study this all day, every day. But I'll, I'll tell you, I think we are winning, and here's why. There are people that are Christians that sit on one side and say, well, the Bible says, the Revelation says, you know, we're, we're headed towards end times. It's going to be massive destruction. We're going to go to a dark time. And, you know, I don't believe that that's what, that's what it says. Matter of fact, that's, I've been studying this a lot. And I think that God gives you a choice. that we, we, we did not plow our fields. We did not pick our weeds. We did not take care of the land that God gave us. We didn't take care of the many blessings that he bestowed upon people in the United States and even around the world. And as a result, we're suffering the consequences of evil being able to permeate every part of our society. But I think that he's giving us a choice of redemption and restoration. And one pathway is, is going to lead towards re- re- redemption and restoration. It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take an amazing amount of, I would say, of pain in order to get there because anything that's worth it that, that can autocorrect from what we've seen with this evil is going to take quite a bit of, uh, you know, elbow grease. But the other side is that it's either redemption and restoration or it's the wrath of God. And, and frankly, I don't think that we're ready for it yet. And the more and more I interact with people, I just see the spirit of God coming out of people like never before. And I see this, this, this amazing faith and these people that are, are waking up. And so, yeah, I think we are winning. I think that the left is, is grasping at power, the grasping at straws. And it's no more evident than what you see uh, by us being able to expose the the uh, uh, you know the the establishment Republicans and the, the Democrats, like we're we're able to establish that there's only two sides. One's the American side of ethics and morals and um, of godly character, and the other of which is just the evil of our society or those that would betray the people. Truer words, brother. Truer words, man. I love that because. That hopelessness is pervasing Americans right now, and, you know, we have our brothers and sisters in Christ that are leaning on this um, understanding that, you know, we're going through the Great Tribulation now, all is lost, you know, abandoned ship, and I, I don't even think if we were going through the Great Tribulation right now that God would have us abandon ship and, you know, not stand on godly principles and stuff. I mean, we are who we are because... Um, you know, we stand on these things, and we don't ever give up our post. We never back down. We never surrender, whether it be death or persecution or whatever it may be. And, and you know, I, I truly believe what you're saying about our restoration. is It's a time for American restoration because, you know, we look throughout history, and there's been societies and people. Um, I heard this, you know, a great pastor on the radio talking about this the other day. Like, don't you think the Jewish people who were in the uh, concentration camps probably thought it was the day of perdition and judgment day was just around the corner? I mean, with the hell they lived through, they thought that it was over for them too. But God restored. You know, look at Israel nowadays. I've visited there many times. And, 
you know, the Jewish people, my people, we have a homeland and we have a functioning economy. And it could, things could be better. Things could be less liberal over there. But, you know, God still restores and God still makes miracles happen. And I'm, I'm so confident that he's going to do it again for America. And the comeback is going to be greater than ever if we uh, just band together and stand against this wicked tyranny that is uh, so insidious. It, it's unlike Joe. How is this tyranny different than tyranny that, uh, you know, we saw like in World War II, like the Americans banded together, the, the women took to the factories, and everybody, it was a national effort to defeat, uh, you know, this uh, fascism and, and socialistic and the worker socialist party over there in Germany. And now the battle lines aren't so clearly drawn, and it's insidious. So what do you think? Well, how do we defeat this tyranny that is kind of creeping up our back door uh, in America nowadays? Well, you know, I, I've talked a lot about this book called The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, and it's a place of, it's it's the decision you have to make to be a, put, put yourself in a place of interposition, uh, standing between those that would do harm and those that are going to be harmed, um, standing between those that would oppress and those that are being oppressed. And and I think that we have to make a decision to learn the power of the word no. And we, we don't know how powerful that word is. No, we're not going to do this. No, we're not going to allow evil to take over our society. No, we're not going to allow perversions and sexuality of our children. No, we're not going to allow you to make us and divide us based Amen. on race and religion. And, and so we haven't learned that the only way to break the back of the devil is to say no. And, and it is that simple. People are like, it can't be that simple. What well, is? It is that simple. Yeah, that's where it starts from, 100%. Our conviction, our, our, our resolution, we need to be resolute in our stand with God. If we're, you know, uh, the Bible warns us about uh, being tossed about like waves of the sea to different doctrines and different convictions, um, that word no is so powerful. And, you know, right now, I think uh, it's a, an amazing time for America to, stay, to say no to the militarization of the federal forces against the IRS, the FBI, I mean, we're seeing things we've never seen in America happen. Um, it didn't just start with Trump and Mar-a-Lago, for all the listeners who are unaware. It started with um, Bobby and Amy Sue uh, in the middle of nowhere in America that got raided by the FBI after they showed up and peacefully protested on January 6th, and over 900 other Americans uh, that have been since raided and persecuted. And, um, Joe, tell us about some of the amazing things. So this is a big part of the episode here, guys. We have an unveiling of um, an amazing congresswoman who is coming to support the January Sixers at our January 6th Solidarity Press Conference and Truth Rally happening on September 24th in Washington, D.C., and well, Joe has been still, integral. We're, we're still working on all the details. So let's, let's, uh, I will tell you that we do have a congresswoman that is going to be there um, if we can get the details right. And we also have you know, some other people I just want to be. I want to be. I don't want to get ahead of my skis so that somebody can call them. But we do, we are going to have a congresswoman there. We don't want anybody to interfere with that ability for them to show maybe up. Maybe even but, two. Maybe even two firebrands. Yeah, and 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 frankly, there, there's some other people that are fighting for um, the, the saving our country as well that um, will probably be there. Again, it's just a matter of logistics and making sure that people can. Uh, uh, there's proper security and there's proper things that we can do to make sure that we uh, make sure we make sure Well, Joe, you're going to be there, and you're one of our featured headline speakers of the rally happening. The website um, and the details, if you want to come, we are telling you to come. Please, God bless you if you come and stand united with the Jan Sixers. We need your help. It's uh, j6solid.com. Joe Oatman will be there speaking. We have an amazing cast of people, Dinesh D'Souza, uh, Professor David Command, uh, Hong Kwan, um, Johnny Tobacco, Kara Castronova. I mean, the list goes on and on. And Joe has been so helpful in orchestrating this and putting it all together. Um, he's one of the main people that I'm leaning on to help make sure that this event goes off without a hitch. And I think it's going to be the biggest January 6th event to date um, that is showing solidarity with all the political prisoners by far. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be massive, and we need all the support we can get. Well, I, th what I think is really interesting, um, Jake, is that that the left is afraid of this event. I mean, there are these radical leftists are afraid of just the power of what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about God and faith and and restoration and all the things that 
that we're headed towards as we keep our eyes fixed on the mission of, of getting us back to a sensible place in our nation and holding people accountable for the bad things they've done to the people in our country and the January 6th prisoners. And, and, uh, but they're afraid of it. They're, they're out there talking about it, trying to do everything they can to disrupt it. Uh, and and I, I, I see that as a, again, as a plus towards that we are in a place where we're, we're winning. We are in a place where they recognize that they don't have any foundation, that they're, they're on shaky ground and they've, they've created a bully pulpit and that just does not have any sort of uh, legs. It doesn't have anything that keeps them going. So I think that we're, we're, we're in a much better place than, than uh, for this event. And I'm, I'm thinking there's these, you know, five, six, seven, 8,000 people there, if not more. Yeah. I, you know, it's almost, um, it satisfies you because when you see the world come against you, you know you're doing the right thing. And when you see these very worldly, fleshly people who are so absorbed in image and identity politics and all of these things of the world, um, they don't know God and they come against you, it's like a reminder that we're on the right path. And, you know, for this event on the 24th, we are, you know, we're very well set up. we got a stage and a sound system and private security and we're going to have the... Um, the Metropolitan Police uh, Force there and separating any um, counter-protesters, which they have every right to do. God bless them. Stay, you know, safe and peaceful. Keep your head on a swivel. But I uh, I foresee this just being a really peaceful, um, united event where we finally get to unite as January 6th supporters, as all of the um, people that come around us. I mean, there's been so many amazing Christian brothers and sisters and conservatives who have shown fidelity to the brave January 6th patriots, uh, myself included. And it's finally a time where we get to come together and speak the truth that the media and the government have just been, I mean, the most utter, rancid lies you can ever imagine against. I mean, I know these men personally. I spent years locked up with them almost now. It's been 20 months I've been locked up. And uh, they're red-blooded American family men, entrepreneurs, humble people, and they've just been lied to about so often. And Joe's one of the only people on the Conservative Daily Podcast who's given us a platform to speak the truth. So I applaud you. And uh, on your program, I came on your program and I shamed some of the other conservative podcast hosts and radio show hosts and TV hosts that do not give us a platform. And when uh, they do, they lie about us and and call us all kinds of uh, names and stuff. And they're supposedly patriots and on our side. So I have to give you applause and give you some honor for speaking the truth and giving uh, the platform to the January 6th um, tortured political prisoners, the the due place that it, it has on your show. So thank you so much for that, Joe. Hey, whatever I can do to, to uh, you know, we have to, that's one of the things that I think we have to do is we have to adapt the ethos and it's biblical that what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. Mm. And as we stand shoulder to shoulder and we do what's right, um, we don't know what those sacrifices are going to be individually. We just know collectively we're going to need sacrifices. We're going to need people to stand up and take the pits and make the punches, um, and then have other people that are willing to stand up and say, "Hey, you're not, you're not going to be able to." It's the same idea. We're in the same position that we were during World War II when the beaches of Normandy, when the beaches of Normandy were 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 bombarded. We're at that place, and so we're just slowly walking towards the beaches right now and they're picking us off one by one. That's what they did when they went after the January 6th uh, political prisoners. But, but now we're picking up steam. We're running towards them and no matter how they shoot at us, it doesn't matter because you know, we, we see the mission. We see the goal of restoration. We see the goal of, of taking this evil out of our, out of our children's minds and out of their daily lives. And, and frankly, that's the only thing that matters to us. That's uh, That is, um, I mean, the beaches of Normandy is where we are at. I mean, we are at a vital point in our country where we need to stand together and give overwhelming force. We need overwhelming outpouring of the Holy Spirit and of solidarity. So this is your calling. If you're listening right now, show up on on September 24th. You know, be, be a solid patriot who doesn't cower from threats, doesn't cower from any kind of tyranny, any, uh, I mean, just don't cower, come, come be part of this. We need to show our strength and our unity, and God's going to bless us and keep us safe as we do it. Um, So I also want to talk to you about some censorship that's been going down. Now, this is a different type of censorship. So this is a a unique story here. So here in Virginia, um, 
there's a woman by the name of Monique uh, Miles. She was recently fired by the Virginia um, Attorney General for social media posts praising the January Sixers as patriots. So now we're seeing internal censorship and canceling from our own government firing people um, that are aligned with the January Sixers. So not only is Silicon Valley censoring all January Six content and all influencers and, and pundits and conservatives that align with us, but now from the inside of our own government, you speak out uh, in favor of January Six. Uh, you're going to be fired and, and removed from your, your position in our government. Isn't that just ridiculous? It makes sense to me. I mean, it, the fundamental rights of, under the Constitution, we're, we're a constitutional republic, and the Constitution is supposed to be the thing that guides us as a nation. And so what, what are we saying? What, what kind of uh, you know, message are we pushing out there to say that, hey, you, you actually don't have freedom of speech. You don't have the ability to support or to have you know, thought leadership. That, I mean, that, that's, a common, that's a communist Marxist ideology. Frankly, that's dangerous because it allows for only one person, one view to be heard. Uh, that's just contrary to everything that, that, is, uh, is, uh, that, is, that is what our country stood for for the last 250 years. Yeah, the political discourse right now, I mean, you're out there, you see it. I just got a, a copy of the uh, Washington Post on Sunday, and the opinion page is just smattered with calls for civil war, and it's so disgusting to see um, these people just foment division in America where, you know, we are the land of the united people. I mean, I come from, you know, I lived in New York City, and I've never seen more walks of life and people from different social and economic backgrounds and stuff all melt together um, and be peaceful and love each other. Um, well, not so much in New York City nowadays, but back when I lived there uh, years and years ago, seven, eight years ago when I first moved to the city. Um, and so there's this, uh, there's this Financial Times columnist, um, well, it was an op-ed, uh, Michael Hayden, a former CIA director, he is a, a wacko, um, uh, radical liberal, and he is saying that Republicans, uh, quote, have the most nihilistic ideals and political movement ever, um, end quote. And so he wrote that in the Financial Times. And, you know, when you're creating this just toxic political discourse and, you know, you're saying that whole entire swaths of hundreds of millions of Americans are nihilistic and they're trying to foment civil war and stuff like that. I mean, how do you, how do you combat that? How do we bring this back to a place where we're arguing about um, policy and ideals and weighing our virtues against their virtues and not, you know, actually demonizing the people, but, you know, speaking out against the sin, but still loving the sinner? Well, hey, listen, I, I agree with, you know, loving the sinner and speaking out against the sin. I agree with that fully, but but let's not kid ourselves. They haven't told the truth about anything. They said that we're a racist nation. We're not. They said that we are, uh, you know, that somewhere along the line that um, you're a homophobe if you stand against transgenderism. I'm, I'm sorry, that's that goes against the the Bible. It's, it's biblical, right? So so what's right, what's wrong is wrong, and and unfortunately that's just the way it is, right? It's not it's not something we get to argue. We don't we don't get to play God. And I think, of course, I, think a, I mean, you know, I, I think yeah, a lot we of don't get to play God. No, no, we don't. And and I think that what we're facing today is is the it, it is a stark difference between good and evil. And you know, uh, these people that are calling for civil war, they live their lives in virtual reality. They live their lives in in uh, you know Call of Duty and stuff that they see online and video games. Right? That's not the real world. You don't get to come back. And many of the people that they're fighting against that are saying are nihilistic or somehow are, are uh, you know, trying to take away their rights, it's not, it's, there's no fundamental taking away of rights. And in a civil war, these people can't win. Two reasons. One, they don't, they don't have God having their back, number one. And number two, many of the people that they're saying are, are seeking civil war are very peaceful people, but they also understand that violence begets violence. And that if you're violent against us, this is not a video game. This is not something you can go in a virtual reality world and, 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 and predict the outcome. That the people that you're going up against are people of great courage and we're willing to sacrifice and stand up for what's right, whatever the consequences are. And those types of people, the people that actually live their life in virtue, they have a 100% chance of winning against those with, that are unvirtuous because – 
there's nothing that you're willing to sacrifice in order to stand up. You're willing to sacrifice others, not yourself, though. And so those people are the ones that will end up running away. Those are the people that will end up doing something. And as they start to see the resolve of the people that they're, they're attacking, uh, I think little by little they're going to wake a sleeping giant as they push the uh, proverbial lion into a corner and find out that we don't like to be cornered as people. Yeah, you know, that's a great point, too. Violence does beget violence, and we saw that, you know, most poignantly on January 6th, where we showed up to stand strong and united against the insurrection that happened at the in the voting booths with, uh, you know, the mail-in ballots and all the, 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 oh, the ridiculousness that happened there. And, you know, all of a sudden we got attacked and we had to defend ourselves because we're not cowards. But, you know, we didn't, we didn't start it, and, but we sure did finish it. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's the American way. We don't, we don't go out looking for, for a fight, but if you bring it to our door, you know, we're sure not going to back down. And, um, you know, they're picking a fight with the wrong people because we do have God on our side, and and we love we love our enemies, and we don't want to fight our enemies. We want to convert our enemies to be of sound mind and sound body and sound spirit in God and follow His Son. And there's nothing in any bone in our body that wants to fight our brothers in America. Um, and we saw that we see that so often. I see that um, with just the outreach that we did in. Um, this is an amazing story. Not many people know this. In D.C., uh, the Jan Sixers, we uh, organized during last Christmas um, a, uh, a toy drive for all of the D.C. families because that's our community now. I mean, we live there. We, we live in D.C. I'm across the river in Potomac and Alexandria. But, you know, the, the, the people and the community that hates us so much, the, one that have been, the ones that have been showing up to our uh, court proceedings and uh, being the uh, biased jury that, that's that hating on us and locking, you know, sending us away to these gulags um, with these unfair trials, we're there raising money to give you know, tens of thousands of dollars to put toys underneath their kids' Christmas trees. So we're showing love in the face of evil. And I believe that that's how we continue to fight this battle um, and defending our homeland and defending our Constitution, any means necessary. And we're, we're, we're well-equipped and prepared to love in the face of evil. We're also well-equipped equipped and prepared to defend our lives if need be. Well, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. But, but we don't, there's, I, I think that there's a missing the concept when they talk about civil war. And I, I want to correct that because we talk about civil war and they say civil war, civil war, civil war. This, this is not a civil war. This is a revolutionary war. And here's why. The people that are fighting against us, people that are trying to pervert our uh, economic system, our judicial system, that are perverting our government, that are you know, trying to infiltrate and change fundamentally the ideology of our schools, those aren't American ideals or American fundamentals. So if you have a civil war, it's, the society is split. Well, we don't have a societal split. We have a small group of people, probably somewhere between you know, three and five, maybe seven percent, who have worked their way as a cancer in every part of our government, and they use that to suppress and oppress, and they use tactics, bully tactics, and the bullhorn that they get from, you know, having uh, control of, of technology and, and mainstream media sources. But I don't believe it, that it represents a big part of our country. I think that what we're dealing with is that we fell asleep at the wheel for the last 20 years, and that we need to revolutionize ourselves back to a place where we become a constitutional republic. Uh, that's, that's not a civil war. Civil war is, is two different ideological bends in the same environment. We don't have that. We have. Yeah, they want that so bad. They are like, I mean, you know, there are so many good people that you know, once called themselves Democrats and stuff. My grandpa, he's like a Reagan type of figure. He was a Democrat. And, you know, the modern Democrat Party, the establishment Democrat Party, um, they have been fomenting so much division since their beginning. I mean, racial division, economic division, you know, class division. I mean, that's Marxism, the haves versus the have-nots. And, you know, they paint the white people as the haves and, you know, everybody else, the minorities, as the have-nots. And that's totally not true in America. I mean, you know, we have people from every single walk of life who are successful and, and work hard and, and, and reach their dreams here, the American dream. Um, you know, the true battle lies within good versus evil and the people who would take power and abuse power that God gives them and turn around and be tyrannical and uh, 
unfair and unjust and unholy to the people that uh, have trusted them with this power. You know, we, we have a problem here in America with re-voting re in the same uh, swamp of snakes over and over again. I mean, these Democrat cities, Joe, how can you have these Democrat cities, I mean, falling into derision and into social unrest um, and then they still turn around and go and vote back in another, uh, you know, radical Democrat. How, how is that possible? Where Where is people's brains at? Well, they, did, they didn't vote in a radical Democrat. We have a system that is designed to basically move the – it's like a, a large game of hide the weenie, right? They're just kind of moving goalposts and moving things around. Or It's like you're in New York City and they're putting the ball underneath the, the little cups and they're moving the cups around. Um, they are constantly moving things around so that we can't see and have transparency in how we are electing people inside of our uh, voting system. And we're, I'm not talking about a, a subversion of a couple thousand votes or just the presidency of the United States. They've been stealing elections up and down the ticket from the local level all the way up through state and national level for decades. Um, they just now decided, though, that they had to get it done faster. And so there, you see this escalation in this acceleration uh, towards this mass, this, this Marxist communist ideology. But make no mistake, we, we, we do not have a country that is divided 50-50. It's not that way. That's, it's not that way. We, we have 75, 80, 90 percent of a country that really just wants life, liberty, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. A vast yep. majority of the wants, you know, sensible laws and doesn't want overburdened uh, regulation, doesn't want a bloated government, doesn't want to be taxed at 52 cents on the dollar, and doesn't want toll roads when they drive down the street up paying all those taxes. They don't want to be fatigued. They don't want to have to run back and forth and go to work and come home, and by the time they're done, they're just running on a hamster wheel and not having to be opportunity. You have one minute left. I couldn't agree more. The the basic structure, the underlying structure of America, we need to reassess it um, and see what, what what went wrong as far as how we've let these uh, insidious uh, tyrants and a lot of demonic forces infiltrate us and replace that structure uh, back and put and rebuild the foundation on God as it once was many, many years ago. And that'll take a lot of hard work, a lot of passionate people, a lot of people who are brave. And it starts with... Uh, People like you and I, Joe, and all the Jan Sixers that are locked up and their families and all the people that support us. And um, I couldn't be prouder of the movement that we're starting right now and that we're continuing to lead. And thank you so much for uh, joining me this uh, beautiful evening. And, um, you know, God bless you, Joe, and all you do. And everyone, go check out his podcast, the Conservative Daily Podcast. It is fire. I mean, it is fuego. God bless you, Joe. Thanks, brother. God bless you. Thank you for using Securus. Goodbye.